That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestlemania. Alongside for the ride is a man who went to the top rope, was trying to give me a coup de gras, and then the rope broke. JC, thank oh, you for being on the program. We are going to get to that now. Oh, we better. We oh, we better. We are going to hit Extreme Rules hard in a matter of seconds. We are also going to hit Raw and SmackDown, um, AEW, NXT, as well as... We have a special treat for you guys during our Hope segment because Nestlemania, it's draft week, baby. But like you said, we got to start with the extreme, and that is extreme rules. Yeah, so right off the bat, we have Liv Morgan, big dub against your I girl. I loved her gear. Yeah, I the DX gear. gear. Yeah, you like the DX oh, gear? I loved it. Yeah, I think the crowd loved her. That was definitely a, a very big opinion. I, I went back and watched some of it, and I thought... Wow, I mean, she really needed. We we picked it. I think you and I are me, you, me, and Joe. I believe are the ones that won predictions. I'm not necessarily sure. I think it was just me and you. Okay, well, I was trying to get lump Joe in there, but I guess not. Sorry, Joe. That's a JC thing. Um. So anyway, so they have this whole thing. She wins. She does the nose gimmick, kind of, sorta. Not really. I was kind of hoping for more in the no, the nose thing because again, I'm really hoping for that Cody Rhodes thing. But again, major win for Liv. Uh, I think she did an interview saying she was done with the tag division. She doesn't want to do the tag division anymore, which made me laugh. Made you, made me think next week she's gonna be the tag team. <laughs> But I was excited for her. I think this is a, I mean, I was kind of bummed that it was on a pre-show, but again, like you've talked to me every time, pre-show has more eyeballs potentially, so. You ready for this? Yeah. You ready for this? So, obviously, if we assume the SmackDown Women's Division kind of stays how it is with the crowded three at the top, and if Charlotte remains on Raw as the Raw Women's and they don't flip the champions or whatever, I think Liv makes a lot of sense going to Raw, and I think especially after what happened on Monday, Charlotte has beaten everyone. Her and Liv have an interesting history that they can go to. I think that's a feud that could be red hot, and I think that is something where maybe they finally pull the trigger and give her an opportunity because wow. I think that it's just it's one of those things they've always they like they'll get hot and cold with her, but whenever they run with her, like people are behind her because there's just something about her. Like when you look at her, she's an underdog. Sure, and people love an underdog, and she works hard. She like she she fucking gets it too with the putting the watch me on her ass and everything. Like she knows exa- she's very good at getting herself like that, and so. I think that she is someone that I would look to see maybe flip to wherever Charlotte is, and that could be a feud that it would be interesting because obviously Charlotte has the big, the big advantage everywhere. But I think being a true underdog, like they can really go with that live like never say die thing, and maybe I, I hope you're right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I tend to I tend to think that uh, you know Liv is the perennial money in the bank winner, then you know wins and loses eventually, like just like Nikki Ash. I mean, like. Nikki Ash is a perfect opportunity yeah. to say uh, the underdog wins and then loses immediately. Moving on to something that I was not necessarily enthusiastic about, but it was cool, I guess, was a six-man tag with you know New Day and presenting that whole thing. But again, it was a setup for Monday. I hate six-man six man tags in general, six-person, anything. Um, it, it was a hot way to start the show for the crowd, so I didn't mind it on the card. It was fun. It was crazy. Like, this card, like, all the matches got a ton of time, which I think is awesome. It really felt like... 
a, like a true awesome wrestling show. It was different than a lot of the pay-per-views we normally see from WWE where they jam a lot of stuff in. This was like, nope, we have five matches and they added this six and they're all going to get time. They're all going to feel like big fight feels. And I think this was just one, like get some of the stars out there, the new champ, got to get AJ and Omos out there. Just, just have fun. And I think that's what it was. So nothing really came out of it, obviously, but like you said, except for the setup Monday, but I think it was a good way to kick off the show. And next, in my opinion, Whew. the best match of the night. Whew. I thought this one, you know what? I know it's good when it makes me, I literally, so I was watching, you know, full disclosure, I was watching Extreme Rules in our chat with my boy Dom, my boy the Joe Stopper, and of course our boy Danny, who won in until his network crapped out. Sorry, Danny. Uh, but we were having a good time. But I was like light years ahead of all three. Yep. But I didn't, I do that whole thing where like I could pause and catch up with everybody, but it's like a no. nightmare to catch up. You so also I, like, I think, secretly having the power there too. I do. I know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I love being a dictator. Just a dick in general. Uh, so in general, I, we were watching it, and I, I had to mute it because I was like, oh, this is a finish. Oh, this is a finish. Oh, this is a finish. There were four times there was, I thought there was a goddamn finish. And I, I said to myself, okay, if I, who have seen more wrestling than I care to remember, am still on the edge of my seat, I'm thinking to myself, I, you know, Joe Schmo in the seats, new person watching on pay-per-view on Peacock or whatever. You're having a good time like I'm having a good time. There's, there's no reason for you not to like this match. This To me... This match is, if it's not the match of the year, it's certainly, for me, the tag team match up there with the Lucha Brothers in the, in the cage. I think, like, non-cage related, I'd say this is it. Yeah, I could I could see that. It's crazy to me, though, because I loved this match. thought it was awesome. I, you, as you know, I said I was yeah. hyped for this. These are two teams I've wanted to see, and we got the little tease on SmackDown a couple weeks ago. But there was a match on this card that I loved. And obviously, you know, we're going to get to what happened in it. But that I might have I might have loved more than this. But this, nothing taken away. Like you said, like in storm of a standard tag team match, this is by far the one of the year. I don't think it's better than Lucha Bros and Young Bucks because that one, the that emotional insane, yeah. ride that that took yeah. me on along with the incredible spots in wrestling, I think gives it an edge. But in terms of just like like the two teams going out there and just freaking wrestling, tag team wrestling, this was a fucking spectacle. So here's here's what I, w- this is, you know, you and TJ can talk because you guys are the masters of the knockers, but uh, it's it feels like we need to have two categories now with matches. It feels like non-ga related and ga-ga related match of the year. <sighs> it's you know tough. What I mean? So we kind of had that last year with the, we had the regular and the cinematic. I think yeah. the cinematic's obviously gone now sure. since that. But, but, I, I, but I do feel like it, it, having a little sprinkle of Gaga on a match makes it better in general most of the so time. you mean like a gimmick match yes. or like a standard? Yes. Like a standard wrestling match we best of the year. We can look into that. I'll have to look. We have, I mean, we have a pretty obviously long list as we yeah. always do. I think we can definitely well, look into TJ, that. Well, talk to TJ, figure but. it out, come back to me. I just, yeah. I, I think that there's a lot of warrant here because it's a discussion I do a also like, though, having the definitive, like, if we get to it and, like, I'm arguing Lucha Bros and you're arguing that, I also do like that, so... Maybe it's one of those things where the winners meet. Yeah, maybe we do something like that because okay. I think that I think it's it's fun. I think it's good for both directions. No, that's, that's that's fair. That's absolutely fair. All right, moving on to something else that I thought was uh, well, it was a thing. So <laughs> this match, obviously, we're talking about Charlotte and Bliss. I don't think it was a bad match. No, 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 it's okay. I don't think extreme. I think Extreme Rules was all hits. Except for we can obviously talk about the finish of the show later. But I thought in terms of matches, like the match quality was off the charts. It was one of the best wrestling pay-per-views WWE has put on in a long time because it was just six wrestling matches that were awesome. This one, obviously, you know, it, it probably was at the bottom of the list, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it would be a great match in any card, but I think it was just the, the level was set so high, especially to this point. But, you know, the match was what it was. Charlotte got the big win, but it really was what happened after because we kind of saw her destroy Alexa Bliss and literally destroy Lily as she ripped her apart, literally shredded Lily into pieces, Alexa, they took a very, very long time post-match 
Some people say it didn't hit for them. I thought it worked because it really showed that it's like, okay, Alexa's either going to come back like ins- even more insane or they're just going to completely reset or she's going to be drafted to SmackDown as her normal self. But I do think that they might go a really dark route with her, which I think is interesting because we've kind of seen her be really like the playful like crazy girl. But Bliss is so good that I think they, w- they should and they probably will explore a super dark version of Alexa I don't think we're going to see her for a while because I'm a, I think she might have some personal time off anyway, so I think this just kind of worked the way it was. Um, but it's going to be interesting. She did take Lily's corpse with her, so some people are like, oh, maybe she'll wear it as a mask. I'm like, oh, I don't know. We'll Wouldn't see. that be something? I mean, it, it would literally something? be The Fiend again because she'd be wearing like a Fiend-type mask, but we'll see. I mean, I'm curious your take because so you could be like, you could love it because I know you love this stuff, or you could be like, oh, fuck this. They're just literally ripping off The Fiend. I went, I, to me, so here's the thing. And maybe it's because of the years of being in production and years of editing and, like, seeing things happen live a bunch. I felt like the ending was way too long. I felt like the ending, I it just did, wanted, it, did it went forever. It was, and so for me, it's more of a hurry up and let's get this over with kind of, like, I, I get sinking it in and making a moment, and I, I understand that. But I felt like it went way too long for me, and I, I thought, wow, this was just too much. And for somebody that's probably going to go away, like you, you stated, JC, I'm not necessarily thinking that it's going to go well for her because so let's say they do nothing with this, right? Let's say that she just comes back with a new Lily or a different Lily. If they, if they just continue with Alexa bliss as she is, then this was a missed opportunity. If they go back to Alexa, the way that she originally was, I don't think that's going to happen because we've already seen that. But like you said, a darker version of bliss may be happening because of, you know, they kind of hinted at it with the fiend and, and Randy Orton at WrestleMania with that drip and everything. So, and sitting on top of that Jack in the box, she can be as dark as she wants to be, but you know, I, I don't necessarily think that's part of the charm of her. Like, I, I don't think the crowd's gonna love that. I, I think that the the charm of her is that she's like a twisted Angelica Pickles from Rugrats. Like, I think that's why people like her, or people like get into the character. But if you get into a harder, a darker, more kind of fiendish, and there's no other way to say it, character for a woman, I I don't necessarily. I mean. Alexa Bliss is, is capable of many things, and I'm sure she'd do a great job. It's like hitting a double and not a home run with that. I think if you go too far, right now she's hitting in her wheelhouse. Like, she's hitting she's hitting dingers. You know what I mean? But when she goes too dark for a new thing, I don't necessarily think it'll be a home run. I really don't. I, I think where she is right now is, is, her, is her comfort level. Yeah, that's why I'm interested to see how they do this. But we need to move on because we have a lot to get to. Uh, next up is the triple threat match for the United States Championship and WrestleMania. The theme of the month, the last two months, whatever it's been, is Damian Priest is a fucking star. He continues to deliver in everything he does, especially his matches. He did a great job in this triple threat, but I got to give it up for my boy Sheamus. When he, got, when he got to the top rope and did the Jeff Hardy taunt, I went, that has to be a Jeff immediately. But also, I have to say this part that I thought was great. Yeah, just, uh, just watching him sweat and his stupid mohawk or, or his uh, spiky hair, excuse me. And uh, just, just the whole thing was great. And Jeff Hardy coming off the top rope, doing the swanton on both of them. What an asshole. Just oh, just sandwiched both of them. But Priest, you know, like I, I said when we were watching, I went, I just, the only thing I don't, I, I like Priest an awful lot. I think he's doing a great job. I just don't want to see those flip dips sometimes. But Sheamus made him wrestle. Sheamus made him fight. Jeff Hardy grounded him a little bit more. And then at the end of it, which I thought was wonderful, was that Hardy kind of like put him over in the best way possible. Because that crowd was so... So incredibly hard for Hardy. Oh, yeah, as they always yeah. will be. 
Oh, no, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I think uh, the hurricane tweeted. He's like Jeff Hardy, permanently over. It's yeah, true. He's just permanently over. He is. everyone except for Nestle. Uh, well, so no. Here's the thing. <laughs> Jeff Jeff Hardy would still be on my roster. I'd still use him. Oh, I'm, yeah, just, I'm just yeah. not. He's just not a Nestle guy. And that's probably the best thing I could do for him. It's just not a Nestle guy. But no, you get to it and you think, okay, great, wonderful. And then so we move on. Well, first it was Priest's birthday too. So for once, WWE on oh, someone's yeah. special day got a big thing. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, like you said, so it, this was a part like. It was crazy because the, the card was awesome before this. But the crowd didn't really get to that red hot next level till this match. Like the atmosphere for this match was fucking hot, Nestlemania. They were hot for Becky. They were hot for Bianca. And you know what? I thought this match delivered because, you know, we get uh, our boy uh, Danny Grimwood from across the pond guy. And he got a teaser of this match overseas at the, uh, the house shows they were doing. And he said it wasn't great. So I was a little worried because obviously Becky's been out of the ring for so long and Bianca really has to take the lead in this, so I was curious to see how it would be, and I thought it delivered. I thought uh, there were some awesome reversals by Bianca out of some of Becky's big moves, which I think really added to it towards the end as they were uh, doing it, including the KOD reversal at the end. I thought, oh my, oh my God, this is great. She's actually going to win, and then, of course, possible comeback nominee, the boss, Sasha Banks returns, and... She cost Belair the win and uh, then also beat up Becky, which there's some great memes that have come out from this of Becky, like with the thumbs up, like, yeah, and whatever. But watching these three women stand in the rain, I was just like, my mouth is watering. I'm like, this is a triple threat that I want. And I feel like we don't say that a lot. No, you, you never see, really do. Triple threats kind of feel like cop outs. But in this one, I was just like, this match could really be incredible. Please don't let them screw it up with the draft. <laughs> I think, oh, they're absolutely screwing it up with the draft. There's no, they're, they're going to have that. They, I would not be surprised that they hot-shotted that into either Friday or Monday. Well, so the, here's That's the what thing I think. we've seen with the draft the last couple of years. They'll do it. But immediately, like, the first pay-per-view after, there's still usually, like, the, the carryover to kind yeah. of finish it. That's why, like, we'll talk about, like, the ending of Raw, too, where even if something still could happen and they still could have that match. But I just, I, I'm curious to say, fellas, I thought the match was great. The ending, I think people never like when it ends like that. But in terms of this one, like... I just think what it just, I was just like, whoa, because I, we thought, like we said in predictions, there's no way Becky was losing, but like they literally made Bianca look like a stud. Like she was going to win if she hit that move. Like there was no doubt Becky wasn't going to kick out of it. So the way that you do it is that you have Sasha come out because Sasha's not done with Bianca. Sasha wants what Becky has. So I thought this made complete sense. Even if it does leave a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth, I think of what we could be getting makes that taste even better. I think anything Sasha related, you're going to give a positive spin on. So I, that's fine. I, for me, I watched, I went and went, it was, it was a good match. I appreciated it. I liked the KOD thing. And then she came out and I went, what the fuck? Like, I, it didn't mean anything to me because I felt like here's what I would have preferred. I would have preferred some way of like having her actually cost the match maybe a little bit better because I feel like having her just run in and uh, the way they, they ruled it, they said it was a double DQ, even though she went after Bianca first. Yeah. So that's like, for me, that's nitpicking. But at the same time, if you look at it from a perspective of she slides in and she goes in, it felt like a SmackDown or a, like, I wanted something more like non-television feeling. How would me. you have her break it up though? She has someone on their shoulders. How else would you break it up besides her knocking the person off? You do shoulders? the music, you get, oh shit, the cue. Because at least when you do the music and the cue, because that one felt like she came in and she did it. So, but the, a lot of the time, I think when they do the music, they do it and the person has to run all the way down the ramp and it kind of like, you just have them, the person, the performers in the ring just kind of staring this way. It was yeah, just but like, you drop Becky Bianca and you're like, what the fuck? didn't see coming, so you kind of get the blind side. That's fine. I, and that is, again, we're comparing apples to oranges, I guess, in, in a lot of ways, because whatever I'm asking for is a different animal. But I just feel like, I don't know, like, I didn't get excited for Sasha. Like, I didn't care. I just went like, meh. 
It just it didn't do anything for me because I felt like it got shoehorned into it. It didn't feel natural to me. It didn't feel authentic. It just felt as if, shit, we can't have Becky lose. Shit, we can't have Bianca lose. Let's call up the GOAT. Don't care how you feel about what you're doing right now. Go get in there. I just loved it because I didn't expect it. That's fair. And I think a lot of people didn't expect it because obviously, you know, Sasha, since she missed the match, like, hasn't been on TV. And we obviously knew, like, there was going to be some ways, but I think we just assumed Becky would, like, cheat her way out of it or get DQ'd or something. So I at least thought this was something that was a surprise, and you get the big return. And so I, I, that's why I didn't mind it as much because I was like, I would have been more disappointed if Becky just, like, grabbed a chair and hit her, and that's how the match ended. I like At least here it set up something for me to really look forward to as opposed to just being like, oh, Becky screwed Bianca, and now Bianca's going to Raw. You know what I mean? So here's the other question I have for you. If they don't capitalize this, uh, capitalize on this in a way that you're excited about it. Can we come back and revisit this and say that this was a bad way to do it? Because I, uh, I believe, because I believe if they don't do something, like if they don't do a triple threat, the way that you're describing, yep. it's a, it's, it, it could have been done without it. I would be shocked if they don't do a triple threat. Because what I think is going to end up happening is that you're going to have separate matches. You're going to have Bianca and Sasha finish their shit, and then they're going to move on to Sasha and Becky doing whatever they're going to do. I don't think... So you think Sasha would beat Bianca then? Oh, yeah. Interesting. I think in order, so here's the other thing. In order for Bianca to do whatever, if she's, this is, this is their logic, at least from what I can understand. It seems like if you're switching shows, it doesn't matter if you win or lose because you get a fresh new start somewhere else. So it's like, ah, forget about that. Fresh new coat of paint. You're on the blue brand. You're on the red brand, whatever. But when you're stuck in the same show after a draft, it, you're still at that like unpause where, oh, the, everything I did do before this mattered. So, when I look at it, I don't think they're going to move Sasha Banks. I'd be shocked if they move Sasha Banks because right now she's in the middle of both, and they're definitely not going to move Becky without. Yeah, I would, be, I would be surprised if they flip Becky and Charlotte. Bianca be seems shock. like the likely, yes, unfortunate lame duck in the situation. But I think the way the, the way that they could pull that off then is that, like you said, is they do the triple threat the next pay per view. Bianca was drafted to Raw, and somehow Bianca gets pinned by Becky, and then she's on Raw, and it's like a like you said, fresh coat of paint, and then they could do Becky and Sasha one on one if they want to. So. I do think this triple threat will happen no matter what happens in the draft because, like I said before, like I feel like that first big event after always has some of the cross-brand sure. stuff because they, for the most part, some they'll completely dismiss and you'll forget about, but I think for some of them they will finish what they started. It's open because, I, it, you know, like we said, it's just, what do you do? Yeah. Okay. Moving on to what I think everybody else wants to hear us talk about. Yep. The main event, the Demon. Damon, who came out second, by the way, the uh, tribal chief came out first. Yeah, How'd that make I, you feel? I get this is one of those scenarios. Where, oh come no, no, on! No, 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 hold, you, oh come let on! Let me speak. I get why they do it, but I hate it. Okay. But like, this is one of the times because where it's like, as a booker, like I understand why you're thinking this because he has the amazing entrance. Like you want to come out last, but I, I just hate it because the champion should always come out last. So even though I understand it, I still fucking hate it. Okay. It's awful. All right. But. Again, this is one of those scenarios where it's like, okay, fine. I won't raise as big of a stink as I normally do, but I don't like it. But at WrestleMania, when I said there was a match that I liked better than the one earlier, this was it. I love this match. Okay. This match was fucking amazing until what happened at the end. If this, if this match ended cleanly, it was – I literally like – this match had so much. Like it was physical. It was great. I loved all the spots. Fucking – I've never seen – Roman Reigns look so fucking amazing with that mask on too. It just <laughs> added to his badassness. Yeah, like when shield. he went to the crowd, yeah. like I fucking love that. Like the visual of that was so cool with him. It just like he just looks he looks like a badass anyways. But like just all the little things in this match, like these guys' chemistry, like we talked about last week, off the fucking charts. They're two of the greatest wrestlers like in the world right now. Like I, they just these guys, no matter what kind of match they have, they're fucking their matches are always good. So you know when you put them together, it's gonna be amazing. 
I thought they went, they went, had everything you wanted in like an extreme rules match. They went all around. They used all different weapons. They like, they literally, there was nothing they didn't really do in this match except finish it. And obviously like it's, I hated the finish like everyone, but it's like, it's one of those things where people saying they buried Finn Balor. No, they literally did this finish to not bury the demon. They did it to fucking protect him in their weird way. I just like, it was just the heartbeat stuff was weird. Yes. Absolutely. I can, I can have forgive. All, I could have forgiven all that shit. If they didn't do the fucking turnbuckle spot, I could have forgiven the weird shit. Cause like, I make fun of a lot of the weird shit they do sometimes. Cause it doesn't always like hit for me, but it was like, okay, whatever. Like you're trying to show like it's next level. You can't kill him. Like whatever. I could have forgiven it, but that fucking turnbuckle spot, it's not as bad as the exploding death match that didn't explode, but it is very close. It is very close. And they were both be nominated for like the worst thing of the year. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. But it, like it was, I don't think it was as bad as that, but it was this, they got pretty close. So I'm glad that you brought that up because for me, I was I was entertained by the matchup. I don't necessarily thought it was as good as you you may think it is, and that's that's you know here neither here nor there. I thought him going to the crowd with the mask was an awesome thing. I thought that was wonderful, and I thought that that really kind of like you said added to it because uh, that dude had fucking leukemia twice, you yeah. know, and he fucking went out there anyway. Like, He's high risk. He, yeah, he I wouldn't want to fucking wrestling fans are disgusting. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't want to go in to see them either. I agree. The fact that CM Punk dives into them is like, yeah, hey, I, you're fucking brave, bro. Yeah. I, you're fucking brave, man. Yeah. I think that all the time when I see him do it, I go, what the fuck are When you people say the unwashed masses, oh, they're yeah. talking about wrestling. Absolutely. Masses. And believe me, there's plenty of us that are, but you know, there's, there's just, let me I, tell you, anything like that, you know, there's. Hey, you know what? As George Carlin said, armpits, asshole, crotch, and teeth. And it's okay if you use the same brush. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. So, so this hat, this is a part that, so everything was fine. And then when I saw the boom, boom, I went. Okay, let's see how this plays out. Boom, boom. And then when like his body like convulsed, I went, "This is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life." And then, okay, he hulked up. Whatever. Like, I was willing to buy into the the honk like wrestling fan that I am. Like, I'm thinking to myself, "All right, I'm a bit of a honk for the Gaga." Like, I, I get it. I'm okay with it. But the, like the the convulsing just looked so unnatural and so like forced. And then okay, he hulks up. He demons up. He goes and kicks him through and does the whole thing. And then, of course, we get to the top rope, and the fucking top rope breaks. Now, I saw somebody on Twitter, because I was I was sitting there thinking to myself, I went, okay, a guy 205 and under falling, like I've made the joke already. It's stupid. It's fucking stupid, right? And I, I'm, I'm trying not to get worked up by it, because it's just, I don't want to get worked up this bad. But somebody said to me, or somebody said on Twitter, excuse me, that their logic was when they watched it, they thought, the demon is like uh, like Beetlejuice, almost like a, you can't control him kind of thing. And then he gets up to the top turnbuckle, and it's like there's so much power in the demon that it was like uncontrollable, and it snapped the top rope. I can't fucking believe that shit. That's bad. That's like, to me, that makes me go like, I, I get it. Like, I, listen, I'm willing to sit there and watch The Undertaker with some guy in the back going like, whoop, 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 with a metal sheet every time there's, you know, lightning or something like that. It's a joke from two two years ago, but the Undertaker does a certain thing. Like he's dead, he's a zombie. I'm willing to believe that. Demon, I'm be able. I I will wrap my head around that and, and lose myself into that. But like, there's a lot of shit that the Undertaker did that was very ho- like like hokey, too. So I have to kind of put that in perspective. So I think I think I'm glad you brought that up because this is one thing. Like, if go back and watch old wrestling, right? Most of it is hokey, but obviously it was a different era. That stuff doesn't work anymore. That's no. why you see more like real people characters sure. and character characters. And that's why like a lot of people gravitate to sort of a lot of the things AEW does over some of the WWE. Cause the right. WWE is kind of in the middle, but 
to me, like this, it's just that that reason that that person gave you is fucking moronic. Yeah. If if you want to make an argument to me of what happened, sure. Paul Heyman could have fucking messed with it. Sure. Could do I think it's stupid? Yes, but that is fucking believable if that's what happened. If sure. we have a state, like you know what I mean? Like it's believable. It's still fucking stupid. But it's believable. That shit of fuck, whatever the fuck, that like that, yeah, I'm not that, even gonna acknowledge that. No, I know. So the other thing, too, is like to, to go off of what you just said about Paul Heyman and be like, I, I would believe that if the fucking top rope snapped right away. But yeah, he was up there for an eternity. Yeah. He was sitting there going like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, it was like, you ever seen Joe Gatto when he does the whoa, whoa, whoa on the Unpractical Jokers? That's what I felt like I was watching. Like, is he going to fall? Oh, no, is somebody going to fall? And then it snapped, and I went, okay, well, that was clearly like a stunt, which is fine. But I commend them for trying to do something different than just giving a, a, a W to the, to the tribal chief. I, I I commend them for that, and they protected the demon the best they could. Yeah, it, like that's the thing is, like Roman looks strong coming out of this. Finn looks sure. strong coming out of that. Which was the point. Right. It's just like you argued you wanted to see something better from the last match. This is yeah. the one where I would argue where it's like there was definitely many things you could have done better with this than that spot. Yeah. Um. That's why I didn't have as much issue with the past one. This because this one was just like. Absurd, and but then again, what do we talk about with WWE? As much as I hate using this, it's just like it fucking was like they want to leave you talking. Sure, and reason to watch. It's so water cooler. A lot of the times they do this stupid shit for that reason. Yeah. Like I guarantee you, look at the YouTube views of this fucking dumbass shit. It probably has an insane amount of views. Absolutely, people obsess over it, good or bad. So that like I I think it's I still think they could have done a much better job. So here's, but here, here's what I I mean. What, what do you do if he's a demon? Do you do you call an exorcist? Do you throw holy water at him? Does he sizzle? Does he melt? That would be an interesting act of God for him to lose by. Then the top turnbuckle, like, here's what I don't understand in terms of how it is. See, that guy convulsed, got back alive. He's a demon hulking up. And you're going to tell me that falling from five feet, maybe three feet, is what throws him off? 100%. Like, the, the lot, and I know it's wrestling logic, so I have to be here in perspective in my own brain and be like, shut the fuck up, Adam. Who the fuck is Adam? But at the same time, like, he just he just I threw know. around a two hundred and sixty pound guy through a table, uh-huh. rolls him in, and then it's just like, oh, oh, oh God, I'm no longer a freaking demon. I'm a human being who feels pain. My leg, oh my leg, ooh, uh, I'm done. Like I, I don't get it. I, I I'm trying not to get worked up about it, but like that's how when I when I look at it, I think, what the fuck? Yeah, no, it was bad. It was just, just it doesn't it didn't. It wasn't good. There's no other way to put it is that it just wasn't good, but uh, we'll all be watching SmackDown to see if they have an explanation for it. There's no explanation for this. Not they're going to have, have something. Nope, the draft like it or is there. Say, hey, guys, to look over here. Don't fucking bother with that is thing Finn we did. Is Finn going to Raw? Huh? Is Finn going to Raw? Is he staying on SmackDown? I hope the Christ he does. No, I kind of hope he stays on SmackDown because I love watching him wrestle. You want to see him wrestle? Yeah, he stays Smackdown's on Fox. You want to see him do the Gaga with a demon? He's going to Raw. Oh, well, that is, I mean, demon that, versus sexy suspenders cross next week oh, on Monday Night Raw. I mean, we're gonna see that feud. Oh at some yeah, point. absolutely. The sands, the sands of time, they're ticking. Speaking of, should we move on to Raw? Let's get, let's get shiny. Let's get shiny because here's the thing with Raw. Three weeks in a row, I think they've had a good show. And this show, this was one of the best paced Raws of all time because, especially that first hour, it was like. Match, 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 match. And it was like there was some new stuff in there. And I was just like, whoa. But obviously, they started off hot in WrestleMania. I have to bring this up because oh, I yeah. wore the shirt last week. Yeah. And I literally bent them. Existence. I said, bring the hurt business back. And by God, Shelton and Cedric heard me. <laughs> put on those shirts and came out in WrestleMania. I know we don't like six-man things or nine-man things, but New Day versus Hurt Business. Yeah. Bloodline versus Hurt Business. Yeah. New Day, Bloodline, Hurt Business, like in some sort of like, not like a war games, but like something, they could do something like that. Maybe 
this is the Survivor Series matches. These three teams in sure. some sort of mega match. Like, whoo, I'm getting hot. Like this. I see. I don't mind that beautiful. because of the build. They're yeah. Build. See, and they're, they're like legitimate factions. Yeah. And they're the yeah. three top factions like in the company by far. We're led by the three top guys in the company by far. Yeah, I mean, you know, they might even throw Mac and their stupid Viking Raiders in there just to oh make it worse. Oh my god, you're so right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're like, so right. They're just gonna, they're just gonna fuck it up somehow. But that's all right. Whatever. It is what it is. Um, but I will say this much: I, I, I had a different perspective. Like, I, I enjoyed the hurt business coming back. I thought that was like integral into how I felt about what was gonna go on in the steel cage later. I went, eh, whatever. But they got me because the first I was like, okay, I can't miss eight o'clock. It's an appointment television and blah, blah, blah. And they did a great job. Monday night football, baby. This is what they do. Right. And so they knew like, they knew what they were doing. I get that. And then it was kind of like that. Ah, fuck. They got me again. I have to wait till fucking 11 o'clock to see whatever I'm doing. But then I saw steel cage and I thought to you, I went, Oh boy, I'm sure JC is sitting here. I hate it. But again, this is one of those things where it's like, I fucking hate it, but they have people on side interfering. That's when you use a fucking cage logic. I get it. And Biggie and Lashley, I thought did a good job in the match. It was for, for two husses inside a cage, it's for all the reasons I hate it. I didn't think it was bad. It was watchable. And uh, the fact that Biggie won clean, I thought was very interesting. So I don't like to bring up negative things in the shine. It's, it's kind of not allowed. But I, I do want to have your perspective on this, JC. And okay. I, this, is, this is the part that I need somebody to talk me off a ledge. When I watched that steel cage match, I did, actually didn't mind it. But the ending, like the big, the, the, the fact of the move, the big ending from the second top, you know, second from the top, essentially. I All I thought was, I've always watched the big ending, and maybe I didn't realize this from the from the Money in the Bank thing because I don't know why this didn't register with me. Maybe it was the camera angle with the ladder in the way. But I watched him go from the second rope holding up this big, massive man, and I thought to myself, he essentially, his finish is he takes the bump and protects the guy mostly. And I went, that is not an impressive, like it's an impressive move to do. But from the second or top rope, I'm thinking to myself, I would have rathered a German. I would have, like, I know it's the ending of the, I get it. But that move in general, I'm not in love with it anymore. Like, I, I think that, it, like, it's a good, like, impact move and it should be used to win in certain situations. But in that particular instance, I went, he just fucking fell. Like, he fucking fell and, and, and he cried. Like, I know, I, and I understand. I'm supposed to just let it go. Well, I think the big thing here is I think your perspective is too inside baseball, sure, inside wrestling. I am. Because... The move, when you look at it, it's impressive. Like, the, the average person watching isn't no. thinking about that. Yeah. Like, because let's be honest, a lot of the big moves in wrestling, like, are designed to protect well, the person. And, like, you don't, right. Like, there's a reason you watch these moves. Like, how is that person not hurt? Yeah. Well, because they're fucking professionals sure. and they know what they're doing. But I do, I don't, I, I understand your point, and I kind of feel the same way either. But it's one of those things, if, like, if we're going to watch a match between The Rock and someone, and he wins with a people's elbow. Sure. Like, it's the same thing. It's just, like, it's called a finishing move, and the reason why it's a finishing move is because it has a history of being the finisher, so it builds it up, and the big ending has always been Biggie's finisher. Sure. It's pretty much always ended matches, so that's why it doesn't bother me. I like that they did it from the second rope because it just, like, makes it appear that there's more impact, so it makes, like, Lashley took a big move, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think you're, like I said, I agree with your insider, like, thing there, but I just don't think... That's one of those things, like, as we as fans who obviously take in way too much and know yeah. too much and whatever, it's one of those things, if we're going to enjoy the product, we need to make the choice to be, like, to buy into what they're selling us because, like, I hate using the word fake because it's not, because it's not. These guys are tremendous. Predetermined. It's predetermined. It. But, yes, like, these predetermined things, like, you need to go into understanding that. That's all. I, and I, So here's the thing with me. The way my brain is wired is completely different from everybody else. Yeah, don't sense. say nitpicky, Nessa. I, I I know, I know, I know. If there was a game of like, you know, the, the game for like, uh, what's that? 
the one with the doctor. Operation with the fucking clown. I'm sure TJ's going to make a fucking t-shirt of this. Just me nitpicking. Just all the little shit. But you probably it, hit the sides all the time. Yeah, oh, yeah, too. the metal sides? Yeah. That's fucking hard. I don't have a steady hand either. No, That's I why am. I'm not a surgeon. Well, uh, yeah, look at how jittery you are with your fucking I, mocha laka fraka taka, whatever the hell yeah. you're drinking there. It is a, a pumpkin ice cream. Oh, that's right. You're, you're a basic bitch right now. Hell I forgot yeah, about baby. that. You're like, I didn't get the cream today. I just got a regular. Pumpkin spice JC oh, with his fucking dude. Ugg boots and his I, vest. I, would, I love pumpkin spice. This is one of my favorite times of year just for that. Anyway, uh, so let's move on to stuff that I thought was actually very exciting. I, I didn't like the first hour, but that's that's just me. Because you don't on. like wrestling, so that makes sense. You you'd like you'd rather have an hour of promos. That's so. not true. There was a lot of promos on this fucking thing, too. But we're three gonna, hours. It is a lot. I, so the other thing, too, is I, I, I was thinking to myself, is there anything on SmackDown that really is relevant for anything? There's at the one point? thing for me, but we'll get to that later. We're going to stick with Raw for now. Okay, fine, fine, fine. So for me, I thought, holy fuckface, did Priest and Sheamus deliver in that fucking match. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, that was the match of the night at that point. Ooh, I was at that say, point. I was going to say it was an amazing match, but they got one up. No, no, absolutely. So they, 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 yeah, they beat the shit out of each other. That was a you know, pay-per-view kind of quality matchup. Although I was like, why wasn't the Extreme Rules match on Extreme Rules? That's a whole other debate you've decided to say. Because they added the, the master of Extreme, Jeff Hardy. They added the master of Extreme yeah. who didn't do Extreme things at yeah. Extreme Rules. But then, they, so this match was great with the kicks and the tables, you know, smashing and everything and just... Everything about it was so hard hitting, and that just I loved it. I thought to myself, like you said, he's a stud anyway. But this is a universal truth, not Elias, but a universal truth in general. Sheamus is just fucking like he always he has. Just, he just he's does always it. been one of their best guys because he's so fucking hateable too that he is the perfect guy to put against a babyface. Yeah. That's why Sheamus has always had a job. He's always had some big moments. He's always involved in big feuds because. He's just, he's a good bad guy. Like, you can say the same thing about the Corbins, the Mizzes. Like, some some guys are just good fucking bad guys, and you need the good bad guys to, like, really get across the guys you're trying to make stars, so. I, 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 can't, say, I can't say this enough. I thought the, this match, and, of course, we're going to talk about the match that probably yeah. was the match of the, the week. The Monday night rerun that I will watch every week, and yeah. they can rerun it all they want. Good gosh. I, I thought to myself, this can't possibly be as good as Styles it was and before. Riddle. Styles and Riddle, baby. Like, those, these two are magic together. Styles, Styles put on his work boots today, yeah. or yesterday, excuse me, or Monday, whatever. It was so good. And I thought, and I wrote that tweet about us taking him for, you know, advantage because we just expected out of him. But this match was really like, I forgot Omos was there. I forgot Riddle, you know. Like, it was just it, crazy to think about because, like, Omos is hard to forget, but it's just like, yeah, yeah, no, AJ, like, these two, like, they've fought so many times the past few months, and it literally every single time has been the match of the week. They just, like, their chemistry's off the charts. They're two of their best wrestlers, like, it's just like these guys, they hit hard. They can do all the spots. They're smooth. They're just like, they're, I mean, it, you're so right about AJ Styles. It's like we forget, like, but he said it himself. Like, he's like, because somebody tweeted at him like a, like a month ago, like, oh, man, it's such a shame you're not the champion. But he's like, look at man. He's like, it can't always be about you. Sometimes it's about bringing other people to your level and doing that. And he's like, that's just the name of the business. And I love it. I love that part of it, too. So it's just one of those things. But it's like at some point, I mean, Biggie's saying it, so you know it's going to happen. AJ Styles is going to get back as like a singles thing, but he really has brought Omos to a new level. So now they have another guy there with him. They can still work together. But I think for this week, it was more like Omos as opposed to like kind of stealing the spotlight, went back to the sidekick role he started in. So I'm sure they'll still finish off their tag team feud with RK Bro. But I think after that, or who knows, maybe with the draft, I was gonna say, they're AJ, definitely gonna get AJ is going to be back in the singles category, which means more matches like this. And I, I, I can't believe, like, just the knee that Riddle hit him with, and he just kind of like, whoa. And he kept going back and forth, and then he hit another knee, and boom. You know, like, it was so great, and it was so real. And 
Not that I not that I always want to have a hard hitting match because I don't, and I, I do want to flip dip from every once in a while, but it's just. We'll get know. to a flip dip later. Oh yeah, because they teased the fuck out of me and then ruined it. But we'll I'm get sure. to that later. But yeah, it was. If you have one match this week, I mean, there's plenty of matches to watch this week. We didn't even talk about AEW in general. There's yeah. a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah. Um. So we can jump to SmackDown now because there was one thing I want to talk about, and I know I know you're gonna throw a hissy fit about the name, but I'm sure they did it because uh copyright. But Happy Talk. Corbin, his own guest. I just I love the idea of him having a talk show because I think it's right in his wheelhouse. Obviously, KO come out, but WrestleMania. Did you see who his sidekick is now? Yes, Riddy Moe is back. Yeah, my boy. Somehow it's one of those things. I remember when I've been possible watch- comeback. I've been watching all the releases the past like year or whatever, and I'm like, they haven't released Riddick Moss, but they're not using him. And I like he, he like made me just like a fan of him in general, just by like Being his in-ring work and like whatever. And I was like, oh, but like when he came out and was assisting Corbin, I was like. This makes the most sense of anything I've ever seen. Like, he seems like the perfect sidekick to Corbin. Like, I think this could be a really, really fun duo. And I think this is one of those things where it's just like, I'm not going to say it's going to get to a Mizdow thing because I don't think anything can ever get to that. But, like, I could see that dynamic between them where Corbin's clearly the fucking charismatic star. But this other guy, like, he's just so different and unique. And I think he's going to play off Corbin where it doesn't become, he's going to kind of come become like that cult guy that people are going to be like, oh, this is great. So I'm really excited about this. I, I'm excited because we love our jobbers on this program. And I think that's where he's going to stand. He's a sidekick. But, you know, you can enjoy a little side piece, you know, in terms of uh, a manager or a second or whatever. Like, it's okay. I, I look, I popped because of our love for him. Pretty mo, baby. Yeah, I just, I, I thought to myself, let's see how this plays out. Because if he, if he ends up with the bucket hat and, like, the whole thing, like, I'm all in. Like, if he looks like Corbin, happy Corbin, I'm good. Like, that's funny to me. Or, even better, if Riddy Moe ends up being his butler, that's even funnier. You know, like, you can find all sorts of things for it to work out. So, again, a very positive spin on it. But uh, hopefully they all stick on SmackDown because I think that's a perfect fit, honestly. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah I, I, could, I could see them flipping this to Raw, though, too, because Corbin's such a Raw guy where he could be in, like, five segments a night. Yeah. So it, it'll be I don't know. That's a little overexposure for me, but, yeah, I get I mean, it. I, with anyone, yes, but that's just how Overexposed. Anything else? I have a couple little things that I like, but I think they're also meshed with heat, so I, I, I don't know. It's up to you. I say let's get heaty. We're already 37 minutes in the program. Let's get him off my TV, get him off my TV, get him off my TV. First off, let's do the jobber alerts because there are a lot of these puppies. Heading over on SmackDown, we're going to start off with a jobber alert. Liv Morgan jobber alert as Zelina finally wins a matchup. hey There it is, folks. Natty versus Nikki and Natty. Jobber alert. It's a jobber alert. It is a thing. And then, of course, uh, the shot of Knox, as our boy Dom says. That's the name they should be called, the shot of Knox. Come out and shoot a laser or hey, thing Hey, we're getting a, a fresh tag. We talked about this last week, too. Yep. Where I said, let's go. Let's just get it moving, and we're getting it moving. It's a, it's a terrible thing, but whatever. And you then, of course, here's, here's, here's the jobber alert schedule from Raw, because this thing was out of fucking whack. Jobber alert. Eric losing to Angel, which I... Uh, sorry, uh, not Angel. Um, Garza. Angel, Angel Garza. Sorry, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. And so that happened. Then, of course, we have our 24-7 championship, whoop, 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 which it wasn't necessarily I a was so excited for Ricochet Reginald because I'm like, if there's a dream match for Reginald, it's Ricochet because they're going to fly around. But we barely got any of it. We got a little bit of the one-upsman. I was excited. But then, of course, the Drake boys run out and fucking do this bullshit where it's just like, ugh, which I'm sure we're going to get this match at some point. But I was just like, what ugh. a waste of fucking time, yeah, in my but, opinion. But I will say what came after that. Tazawa Tazawa jobber alert. an open challenge, but I thought this was like, I thought this was like, okay, 
Keith Lee getting a big win. It was it. I'm curious. Bearcat. I'm curious your take on this Bearcat Keith well, Lee. Well, it's for it's for a well, different no, wrestler. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how he acted. He was all business, which Keith Lee has always been like the basket is glory, like happy thing. He had a ser- he was all business, serious, and just ass kicking and left. I, I look. I think in order to be as successful in, the, in WWE, they 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 hammered this home all the time. You got to be aggressive. You got to be kind of like that shift into gear of being a mean dude or a mean woman. You just have to have it. And honestly, like you said, the you know waving his hands, basking his glory in NXT, yeah, that worked. That worked really well. And with when that he's crowd. a baby face again, he probably will. But I think there's, I really, it does seem like they're gonna spin him heel at some point. Oh, I don't think. I well, think he, people love him too much. They do, but I think it's one of those things they're gonna make him like that badass heel because he's maybe he just like I he was. This was the most serious I've ever seen Keith Lee. I was like waiting for him to crack, and even after the match, he just walked out. Yeah, okay. that's a that's a fair point. But I, like I said, I think there's too much stock in him right now. People love him. So is I mean, he going to SmackDown or is he staying on Raw? I would say I could see him on a SmackDown. I see he's a wrestler's wrestler. I could see that. Yeah, I think on Raw he kind of gets. I mean, he gets time. He'll. I think it's this. This to me was them telling me like, okay, we're gonna finally get some Keith Lee on TV. Mm-hmm. If they're finally gonna get back to where he was before he had the the illness and everything. So. And finally, jobber alert, sexy suspenders cross beats Riker in a submission that barely touched him. How do you feel about that? This cracked me up because I was like, oh, my God, this is the ultimate troll match. The fucking guy who they've completely just bastardized versus the guy nobody likes. I just like I was just laughing and I was glad cross uh, squashed him, even though Riker tapped out with the hold not even on, which was hilarious. I thought this was, you know, cross being like, come on, petty officer, yada, yada. I went, I know what they're trying to do. Nobody gives a fine fuck. Like, come on. You know, like, what the fuck are you doing? But yeah. it is what it is. Uh, so then, you know, get past the job alerts. Let's get into regular bullshit that I, I just expired through my brain. Um, I'm going to stick on Raw because it's fresher. So we have, well, we already talked about Cross. That's fine. So do drop challenge Charlotte. That's fine. She was like the only one left on the roster. That, that was I, was I that technically a job alert? I don't think. I don't no, know. No, I think it, this def, this crossed the threshold. Maybe okay. not by much, but obviously, um, Eva came out, distracted Dewdrop. Right. So they're not done. Allowing Charlotte to get the one, which made sense. But I actually enjoyed what came next because they gave Eva a mic nestle, and this is what I love about Eva: just the heat, the heat that she gets is absurd. And then out comes Shayna, fucking chokes her out. But then after that, she fucking killed her. And for like the second, third, fourth week in a row. Eva just putting someone over. Like, those fucking... She was crying louder than Nia was with the arm thing. And the crowd wanted Shayna to do it one more time. Yeah. Shayna, though, because she... Showing restraint. She knows that she... Even though she came out, this is like a babyface thing to do is take out Eva. She's still a bad... A, like, a heel. So she didn't give the crowd what they wanted. So that's why I really enjoyed the back half of this. Because I'm like, for the second week in a row, we, they are hammering home badass Shayna. But it's also just like... I could watch Eva Marie heat all day. It is just... It's just the the hate for her is just so uh, it warms my heart. I felt bad for Dewdrop, but I get why they did the it. Dewdrop, Dewdrop, like she does. Dewdrop, she'll be fine. I just love the fact that like the backstage segment, they're like, make sure you do the dance. I'm like, she does the fucking dance all the time. That's all she fucking does. Well, uh, oh, we talk about that because that's actual heat. This Sonia Naomi thing is like out of control. Like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? Like, I'm assuming hopefully it's gonna lead to Sonia returning to the rain. But it's just Please. like, Sonya has been such a fucking wet blanket, not having any character. Then out of nowhere on SmackDown, she's this mega heel to just Naomi. And then on Raw, like, she was just background because Adam Pierce was doing all the good stuff. And she's just standing there. But then all of a sudden, she's just taking jabs at Naomi in a, the promo with Dewdrop. Right. I'm just like, this feels so forced and out of place. It's just like, just like, what are we doing? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of it. But if it gets Sonya on my TV as a wrestler, I'm all for it. If she's not doing her, you know, I'm assuming it has to lead to that, right? 
I would think that uh, it's going to be there because if it doesn't, then what the fuck? Like, what yeah. are we doing, right? Yeah. What are we doing? But it is what it is. Um, I don't really have a terrible amount of... Like, we kind of even went over the fact that, you know... What about the IC title match? Which was, uh, that was pretty close to a jobber alert. It was. It was. I mean, the headline was Boog's, uh, you know... German disease. Apollo, someone I think who needs the Apollo and Aziz needs to raw. Yeah. yeah, they need to get away from Nakamura because, I mean, Apollo and Pri- Priest I think could have some good sure. matches. Apollo's a great mid carder, but he's done all he can in that SmackDown mid card. So. I, 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 so here's the thing: we have yet to see Aziz and uh, Omas. So I'm assuming Guthrie somewhere is going. Oh yes, Omas will shit on his chest in about thirty seconds. <laughs> Aziz is such a jobber compared Aziz to Aziz is such a bad name. Aziz sounds like uh, something you say like "God bless you." It just sounds yeah. like Aziz. Yeah, you know, it just doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, so here's something that that I, I found out in a in a in a, this is a me debunking something. I was watching an interview with Dominic and Ray, and they were talking about whether or not they're ever going to turn heel on each other. And I went, "This is great. I want to know what happens." And then Ray goes, "Yeah, I don't see that ever happening because here's what I would like to have happen. I would like to have my retirement match, and give my mask to my son." And say, you know, run with it. They can and I still, went, but you can uh, still have, you can still have one of them turning each other, nope, and then the sign of happen. respect at the end of the match. No, nope, not gonna fucking happen. Yeah, no, it will. The Wrestle- way that that interview went, I went this fucking WrestleMania happen. book it. It's done I'm, deal. I'm so I've, done I've, fucking deal. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It it's is happening. not happening. Nope, nope. It is not fucking happening. Well, you know what? The Nestle Curse. Thank you, Nestle Curse. It's happening. WrestleMania. <sighs> Anything else? Yeah, let's get draft. Let's draft. Let's draft. I was gonna say we talked about Goldberg, but fuck Goldberg. Let's move on. So here we go on the hope. We're not giving normal hopes this week. We're gonna give our top ten uh, Raw SmackDown. Would you because you're wearing blue? Do you want the blue brand or you want the sure, red? Sure, I'll brand? do SmackDown. I'll do SmackDown. I feel like Fox likes me better than NBC. That's true. Considering you're an employee, they probably I, choose I you better on Fox. Fox. You know? Yeah, you know. You used to work. For, yeah, you used to. I work was an for intern in LA for Fox. So yeah, they probably paid you better than NBC too. But that's the thing. Mm, I was an intern, but. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> close. That's close. That was close. close. What do you think? I remember eating peanuts. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we're gonna go to the draft here. We're gonna do a top ten because if we went through the whole fucking roster, we'd be here all day. Yep. How would you like to state the rules? Because you're more of a draft guy than me. So I think it's just one of those things. You can draft factions and tag teams or duos. You draft together. So I think I know what our fucking top picks are gonna be. But uh, it's just uh, how do we want to determine number one? Do we do some rock paper scissors here live on air? Uh, sure. What the fuck? Uh, rocks rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Rocks, paper, scissors, shoot. Rocks, paper, scissors, shoot. I got it. So what you didn't see was we voted paper twice, and then I get paper continuously. Yeah. I was going to do scissors, but I'm like, no, I'll do rock because I'm going to big brain him. He's going to do scissors. And yeah, yeah. Big brain myself into the second pick. All right, so raw. But are we doing a snake? So I get two in a row? Wait, wait, wait. So you go first, then I get two, three, then you get four, five. Oh, my God. Snake this is, it. Yeah, Let's you just snake go. It. No, you got to snake it. Because if not, you got a big advantage. Snake oh, it. for fuck's sake. I'm going to lose control. Of this Who is game. your number one pick? My number one pick is the bloodline. They're going to Raw. Fuck. I'm taking the bloodline, all of them, because here's my thing. Here's my extra hope. Not that it's something that's going to happen, but Roman Reigns has been wearing that red glove. I don't necessarily think it's in correlation to Raw. Maybe it's because it's the bloodline, red. But I can't help but think to myself, is that a little bit of a, a I could hint? Assume. I don't think they're going to do it, but I could see it. But that makes my second pick either easy. It's going to be the New Day. Okay. Um, so we're switching brands. I mean, I need I need, a cha- I need the champion. I need yeah. Biggie, and I'm also getting one of the best tag teams too. But that makes it interesting for my next pick because there's another faction that, I, as you know, I absolutely love. But there are some other people that I really want on my roster too. But I feel like I have to do it here. I have to, especially now they're back together, I have to take the Hurt Business I have to get, because not, wow. not only do I get Lashley, but I get my boys Shelty, uh, and I get Cedric, and I also get MVP. So with the third pick, I'm going to take the Hurt Business. So how do we feel about marriage rules? Does that count as a, as a, as a together thing or not? Are they together on screen? Mm, sort of. 
I was going to pick Bianca and the Street Profits. Judges? That's tough, but if you're going to pick them here, I'll allow it. Well, if I don't, it'll be my 3-4 my or well, my 2-4 yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. Because now I have to do 2-3. Bianca was going to be my next pick, so. No, no, so, so you them. did you did your 1-2. Now I have to do my 2-3. Yes. So that would so then I'll just do that. I'll, okay. I'll pick Bianca, and then I'll pick the Street Profits to okay. make it legal. Okay. So there you go. Well, that makes my pick uh, next pick easy. Uh, and it's, I'm going to take RK Bro. Yeah. Because not only is that a great tag team, but it's also that. But now I'm at the point where it's like, okay, I have no women. There's a lot of great women to choose from. I feel like I want to jumpstart that here. But it comes down to who do I want to be my champion? That's an easy choice. Give me Charlotte Flair. Wow, you picked her away from me. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you now have two women's champions. Are you just trying to get rid no, of your I, champion? I only have one women's champion. Well, if you, if you still have SmackDown champion, if you're still SmackDown. Well, if you take Becky. Well, that if I don't take Becky, then they're two champions. Now there you go. That's your. But problem. I don't. But now you force my hand. I don't want to pick Becky. Well, you don't have to take her yet. I probably won't pick her next either. Well, in the top ten. Okay. So you'll get her later. Maybe. And, and someone's gonna be like, "You're not picking Becky number one overall. I'm picking Seth Rollins going back to Raw." Okay. Like That's it. what I'm gonna do. I like it because I think Seth Rollins and my other pick Edge need to be on Raw. Ooh. Because I think that has to continue because they feel more Raw-ish than they do more wrestling. It. They've done the wrestling on Fox already, and they've done the wrestling. Now I want the Gaga again. I think both of those people specifically do a great job. I don't think Fox is going to miss them. I think Monday Night Raw needs some star power, and I think those guys can do it. I like it. So there you go. Am I up? I don't know what number we're on. I am shocked at this. Uh, what number are we on? I don't know, but I'm taking AJ and Omos. Well, you, you, hold on. We can't keep doing this. We're going to go past 10. Well, we'll just we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pick a few more. How about that? I'm taking AJ and Omos next. <sighs> I think that's a no-brainer. And the next one's I'm taking Sasha Banks. So, Sasha, Sasha and Charlotte yeah, because you're, you're, you're a Sasha yeah. honk. Yeah. That's exactly what you I are. Mean, honk, I, honk. I, I can have those two wrestle every week, and I'd be happy. So, Fine, 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 fine. Forcing my goddamn hand here. I am going to say on SmackDown, you no longer have Bailey. Bailey is coming Ooh, from like Monday Night Raw. I like that. That's because I need a real, I mean, clearly she's still injured. But I think Bailey has more wheels on it than Becky at this point, in my opinion. In my opinion, specifically. I like it. I'm not saying I'm not going to pick her. I'm just saying right now. No, I, like I think it. Bailey's a big, big, big hit here. And I need to have I need to have two pillars in the women's division, essentially. Because I got Bianca. I've got Bailey. Yeah, I like it. Are you going to make me pick? Do whatever you want. I don't know. I just... Fuck it. I'm picking Liv Morgan. Oh, Liv Morgan, top ten. Take top ten. My girl. I yeah, I'm gonna so leave much. Becky out of my top ten. I'm gonna see if I can do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I can't. I'm not taking it with my next two picks. You ready? My next two picks. Yeah, go ahead. U.S. Champion Damian Priest. Welcome to the show. Have my mid card champ. And um, this one, like, I can't let him sit there anymore. Give me Happy Corbin along with Riddy Mo. You're just gonna you're gonna keep him on SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. So what number are we on? I don't know. You Is make you make two more, and I'll make one more. We've definitely got more than ten, but I have someone else. I so why pick. do you get the extra? Because Someday. I had the last pick. So the I get last th pick in the Jobber Knocker draft, yeah. the top ten. So you get two here, and then I get one. I'm gonna laugh if Becky goes undrafted. I'm trying to. I'm you also trying. have Nakamura and Boogs too. Yeah, I like Boogs. I could take Boogs separately, but I'm not gonna do that. Well, That'd be you, weird. You wouldn't have a mid card champion. So That's true. Take both. Well, you I could women's tag champions. Yeah, I could take them. No, I'm not gonna. Well, maybe I will. I don't know. I I'm gonna steal on my show because I'm kind of kind of like thinking like what's on SmackDown that I really want, right? Is Nakamura somebody? Maybe. Becky obviously is in the conversation, but I'm trying to do it without Becky because I think that's kind of like forced. We can have Becky drop the title to Bianca if you want. Bianca can be your champ. I'm cool with that. I'm going to pick Finn Balor. I'm going to pick Fuck, Finn that's Balor. That's why I wanted one more pick. Yeah, was, I know, I know. I'm going to pick it. Finn Balor because I think Finn Balor needs to be back on that Gaga brand. I think that's amazing. And uh, I really want to... 
I really want to do this, but like, oh fuck. I'm trying to think on SmackDown. Who's someone screaming right now? Pick blah blah blah, you asshole. Ripley and Cross. I think, but here's the thing with that with that particular uh, tag team. They can go anywhere they want, like they said in that promo. That's true, but if they lose, then you have Rhea Ripley on your roster. That's true. Which I think is big. See, now you're goading me, though. No, I'm just saying, I mean, I think I'm just I trying, would, to, I'm trying to name the top people. I would, I it's would, them, it's Becky, it's Nakamura, and Boots. I would. I would pick Rhea specifically. I'll pick Rhea. Okay. She's mine. Well, you get Nikki Cross for free, so. Fine, okay. Yeah. Added bonus. Nikki ASH, my bad. Sure. Is that my 10th my pick? So that leaves me with Mr. Irrelevant. Is this the 10th pick? Because I don't even know anymore. Uh, it's definitely beyond that. We're way beyond that. Okay. But, uh, I was going to, my plan here was to take the demon, Finn Balor. Sure. Um, but now there's, God, there's a couple I really, really like. I really, I'm, I'll tell you who I'm between. I would love to take a chance on Keith Lee and yep. really bring him to where he needs to be. But at the same time, there is someone else there that is someone that we haven't mentioned yet that is just such a fucking layup that I can plug and play anywhere. And that is Alexa Bliss. And that's who I'm going to take. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I just—it's hard not to have someone that good, and to, but to put her behind Charlotte and Sasha in my division—that is a top three that I absolutely love. Okay, so we had our we had our picks, but seriously, talking about yeah. things that if, you, if you think that we made because we didn't have any list in front of us, yes. we're just going off our head. If you think we made an egregious mistake, tweeted us who should have been taken. Well, clearly Becky it needs to be if taken. I think people are going to get upset. Probably, about that. but like she wants to have her drop. I mean, there are two champions left on the board. Yeah. Nakamura as well. So, and we didn't, I, like I said, I wanted to take Keith Lee and I didn't. Uh, you didn't take Elias, which I thought would have been hilarious. Out of 10? <laughs> you want to be my top 10? We did like a top 15, I feel. I don't know. Someone can actually, if anyone kept track, we did not. But uh, but yeah, tweeted us your reactions to what we just did because I'm curious because I'm sure in about five minutes I'm be like, oh man, I forgot to draft that person. Well, we only did 10, not 25 yeah. like we did last time or 30 or whatever we did. You know so, who else I was thinking about drafting? Toxic Attraction. Yeah, you would. Yeah. By the way, if you, never mind, I'll, I'll tell you something. Something that's fine. Oh, off the air. Off the air. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, that's pretty much our hope, our comebacks this week. Would you like to go first? I assume yeah. it's boss time. But yeah, it's fucking it's boss time, baby. There were so many comebacks I wanted to give this week, but I can't not give it to fucking the goat, Sasha Banks, Boston's finest. The boss is back, and I'm excited. I'm excited for this triple threat. I'm excited for everything because everything is better in the world when Sasha Banks is on TV and wrestling because. There's no one I like to watch wrestle more in the women's division than Sasha Banks. I'm happy she's back. I like talent in WrestleMania. I think she's the most talented women's wrestler in the world. Her and Charlotte, one, two. Okay. Okay. Fact, not opinion. Okay. You call them 1A, 1B. I don't care. But I just, the goat, the goat. I just both on my show. I just think your lips are permanently somewhere. She's That's from all. Boston. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have a hometown bias towards her. She's incredible. Uh, yes, she she's is. Incredible. She is. She's incredible. She is. I just, I feel like the love is a little too much. It's She's from over. Boston. You're just leaking over a little it's too much. It's fucking hometown. I support listen, my hometown. Listen, let's just, let's just, let's just have a healthy. I'm session. going to the Patriots game on Sunday, but I ain't going for the Patriots. I'm going to fucking see Tom Brady. My friend got tickets. I'm going. So it's the same thing. Well, hope support, you have a great time. Hometown. Yeah, I'm pumped. Are you going to be up in the cheap seats? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Get drunk. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be wearing my mask. I don't I was gonna say unwashed masses. I was going to say, wear your mask, please. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, my comeback, I'm going to give it to Rudy Mo. I, I did not expect it. I think there are a lot of comeback opportunities here. I think everything was kind of like you said, like everybody that came back and had a moment. Yeah, those were cool, but I didn't expect Rudy Mo at all. And I think there's an upside to him, especially with the draft looming. So hopefully he's, uh, he's under the wing and tutelage of happy Corbin and that we are going to end up seeing some hilarious promos. Uh, cause he, he was, he was, uh, he's just a cult favorite for us, I think. So that's why he gets my comeback. 
I like it. It's my boy. But we're going to go to the big old finish. Five stars, five flames. On all the podcasting apps, wherever you listen to this, like, comment, download, tell your friends. We appreciate it. Jobbernocker.com. That's the website. We have the best weekly coverage around NXT, AEW, Impact, Reign of Honor, New Japan, as well as all the other good stuff that we put up there. Our boy TJ wrote a great article last week about the Bret Hart thing, as we mentioned. So be always be on the lookout for special stuff like that. Owen Hart. Owen Hart. My bad. Uh, Owen Hart, yes. And then also Twitter, at uh, Jabernaku and all the staff, is listed in the description of this podcast. Like we said, tweeted us about the draft. Let us know what you think. Instagram, Jabernaku, Facebook, Jabernaku, tpublic.com slash Jabernaku for the much, much merch. I believe TJ threw up a couple new designs, uh, so check those out. Buy whatever you like. We appreciate it. But Nestlemania, AEW had a hot week last week. They have another big card this week, uh, as well as NXT. But I think we have to talk about it at some point. I know it was uh, six days ago, but... Uh, your thoughts on Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega and how many times you finished during that match? Uh, well, I took a Gatorade in between, uh, in between <laughs> so I could power back up. No, I just, I, I enjoyed it. Here's the thing. Match was incredible. It was a good match. I thought it was a great match. The one thing that I thought was bizarre was like, well, I, not bizarre specifically, but it was just kind of like whatever was just, I like the count. I like the, uh, the time limit draw. Like, I think that's a great cop out, not cop out, but I think that's it's a great, a cop out. it's a cop out a little yeah. bit. But it, it's a cop out in a it's way. It's an effective cop out. It but makes it's still you a feel like you like a DQ and a count out to me. Feel Nobody cheap. fucking likes a tie. Yeah. I hate ties. That's why I, I can't get into soccer big time. Too many fucking ties. So I'm always gonna have a sour taste. But that match was fucking beautiful. I I think it's great. But when I watched it, I thought to myself, I think everybody was just in such a euphoric state that it was happening. That I think if we go back and watch it, maybe six months, a year after, we'll say, yeah, that was a really good fucking match. But it's not, you know, five stars and fucking Tokyo Dome bullshit. Ding, like, ding, ding. I agree. Like, it's a I great agree. match. Did it move the needle? Absolutely. Did it make me tune in? Absolutely. Was it a stellar decision to go on first? Yes, because they yeah. got fucking time. Yeah. Because you knew that was going to back time the rest of the show based on however that ended. That was perfect. Every move they made was perfect. But I, 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 tend, to, I tend to get a point of that's not a match I would show somebody. Like, if I was trying to make somebody a fan, I wouldn't necessarily show that match to somebody because it's a great piece of artwork, but it won't be appreciated by a general mass of people. I agree with that. Because I, I watched that and I went, yeah, Kenny Omega's great. Yeah, we know, obviously, I have a big Daniel Bryan's support great. for Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. of all time. Yeah. Not even discussion. But when you look at that specifically, that's when I think it's, it's a great match that I'll remember for the, for the end. And the beginning, personally, because I thought that the with the crowd just chanting and losing their shit before they even touched, thought that was great. And of course, Kenny Omega like not laughing and being like, "I don't give a fucking shit." Like you see him mouth it, it was great. But I just I don't know how you feel about it, JC. But for me, I felt like it's great. But let's not pump the tires too much. No, I agree, and I, I was like, because I was kind of like discussing it with our boys in the thread afterwards, and I obviously, like I like I said, I thought it was beautiful to watch, but I just I despise those type of endings because I hate ties. I just hate ties, period. I hate ties. Literally hate ties. So that it just it kind of like, it's like, I, I like, I again, it's one of those things like people are like, oh my God, uh, WWE does this ratings grab. AEW does a range grab. Who cares? It's the fucking name of the game. They yeah. want to watch their show. So yeah, they're going to do it. They're going to advertise. That's why they're TV matches because on pay-per-view, TV company. on pay-per-view, there probably would have been an ending and this is going to be on pay-per-view at some point, whether it's for the title or after the title. Who the fuck knows? You're going to get it again. This was just a nice cock tease for 40 minutes and it worked. <laughs> But we have to get to, we could talk about that whole card, we'd be here all day, but we need to get to what is going on this week because we need to look forward on the Jabberknocker. Dynamite, we have four matches, and uh, we were talking about it in the thread before this. It's like JC Bingo, baby. We are a Sean Spears 
match away from JC Bingo because first up... He's the free space because nobody gives a shit. Oh, I would take him though. I love him. We have Miro defending the TNT title against Sammy Guevara who literally has done nothing. Oh yeah, Mr. Irrelevant. He's literally become irrelevant, but do you think this is the guy who takes down Miro who's been literally unbeatable? I Miro Miro retains. JC guy win number one. Match number two. Jungle Boy versus Adam Cole. Super pumped up. I think the bingo continues because I think Adam Cole, baby, is going to get a get a win, big baby. I got to tell you very quickly, I think I said this in the chat, but I am working very hard on getting both of my children to yell baby. I love it. And so, like, when I say something, like, I could be like, Josh Canoe, like, in front of them, and they'll go, baby. So <laughs> that's what my hope is. I mean, I don't, I don't the share. Fuck is Josh? Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. JC, excuse me. <laughs> it's not as it, I have to have like four syllables for them to yell baby, but it's fine. Uh, but no, look, I'm excited. I think Adam Cole is very excited to work with Jungle Boy if you listen to his interviews. Oh, so yeah. that's a that's a check mark for him. Um, I mean, Adam Cole can't lose yet. But I, uh, here's something I wanted to say. Not that I enjoy these uh, four or eight man or six man, t- whatever. But Jungle Boy during that that eight man, I went, wow, I forgot how good he was. There was a lot of fun in that match, even yeah. though it wasn't that eight man. But uh, next up in the JC Bingo, we have TJ versus Penelope Ford and the Bunny. Three fourths is like a J J C dream, but uh, I'm gonna keep the bingo going because I think TJ is gonna win. That's three in a row for the J C team. I mean, it seems like the House Hardy uh, office is a bunch of jobbers. But so Penelope I mean, beat Anna J on Rampage last week. They didn't so, win. So quick brass sidebar. Knucks. Brass Knucks. Yeah, brass Knucks. Quick sidebar. I think Rampage, like, is a one match show. Like, it is. It is very much a like. I don't give a fuck about yeah, the whole show. It's because it's taped. But like I like I was watching. It's pretty much like the extra show. Like if you really like AW, yeah, you watch more of it. And like it's one of those things. It's like when, whenever you start and I like something new, you put like big things on it. But eventually, it just becomes a second tier thing. It's gonna be the second tier thing, but that's fine. Right. I just I just don't want AW. You get an extra hour of AW a week. I just don't want people clouding my timeline on Twitter, being like, "Oh my god." They're in the fucking blah, blah, blah demo. It's just like, come on. It's a shitty fucking, like. I have most of those people muted, Really, honest. Honestly, Rampage specifically is like, like you said, they exposed it. It's great. It's wonderful. But overall, I've looked at it going, this is a missed show most of the time for me. Yeah, as most tape shows are when they're, it's a secondary brand. So It just, it, it bothers me. I just, I just want people to like. Well, it we're not, we're not on Rampage yet. We're still on Dynamite okay, because okay. there's one more JC Bingo to go, and that is Cody and Lee Johnson against Dante Martin and Matt Sedal. Literally, don't care. the only reason I care about this match is because Cody's in it, and Cody's going to win, and we got Bingo. I got Bingo, baby, with my free space of Sean Spears. We got a JC Bingo on Dynamite. Oh, it's my show. Love it. I hope you enjoy. I really hope I you enjoy. I actually, I actually do really like Lee Johnson, too. I think he's a nice I don't pastor. like... Re- I, I like Dante. I think Dante is Dante's fucking incredible, awesome. yeah. yeah. But he, uh, he's he, right now, he's just like... He's he's just like... He's just... He's not... He's just a guy that flips. He's kind of like Reginald doing, like, actual matches. Yeah. He's just like... It's a lot... Of, it's cool to watch, yeah. but it's just like there's nothing extra with him. And I could give two fucks about... Uh, Sidel? Yeah. I just... He's it's never Sidel. Oh, that's okay. Whatever. He's never done it. Botch. In any form, except for when he took that RKO. But next up, on Rampage, we do have one big match that... Is uh, it's it's only big because it's a gimmick match, and that is a hair versus hair match. Orange Cassidy versus a guy that literally puts me to sleep, Jack Evans, and I can't wait to watch him get his head shaved. You can miss it, like we know it's gonna happen. Yeah, you can miss it. I, who doesn't like seeing someone with a lot of hair? Yeah, but you can watch shaved. it on YouTube or the next day. Like it, to me, it's like, there's not yeah, a point. But somebody, again, it's one of those things. If you like AEW and you like wrestling, this is for you. Sure. This isn't for someone who's like gonna complain about it like you. It's for someone who's like, I'm gonna watch. I w- I would watch eight man matches all day because I just want to suck Tony Khan's dick. 
That's what it's for. And I'll watch it because Wouldn't I enjoy it. Wouldn't that be nine then if Tony was involved? Never mind. It's a whole thing. Schematics. <laughs> Schematics. Whatever. Uh, yeah, but whatever. Uh, we, we can move on to NXT, Please, which is pretty let's much do like that. an all-women's show this week. From, hey, uh, I'm okay for it. I am too, but we have a NXT Women's Championship match. Raquel defends against Frankie Monet. I just want Raquel to go away. I have soured on Raquel wow, I, very quickly. I don't know if I completely agree with that, but I just... I, I think she is more in, she is more excited think, about showing pictures yeah, of her back than wrestling. I don't think it's her fault. I, don't, I just think, think they booked her so poorly. She's just, she she, they don't know she, what to do with her. She literally had the rocket strap, and then it was just like, poof. I don't think it's her fault, though, because what did they do with her? Nothing. She doesn't do anything. Though. Like she, she doesn't do... like. Uh, whatever. I don't even want to get into it. She has so give much... Me Frank, she give has, me death. She has so much charisma in those videos with Braun that she shoots herself that... Find a way to let that come out on TV. That's not scary, though. That's what the thing is. Like, well, they that's the problem. It's like, then don't make her fucking the... Just like a fucking... Because Braun was never, quote-unquote, scary either. He, but he becomes yeah, scary because he's massive. Yeah. Do the same thing with her. She's so much bigger than everyone else. Next up, though, we have a match, which if this is a layup for them to do it. It is an NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. Shirai and Stark defend against Toxic Attraction. Give them the titles. It was half my hope last week. I mean... It seems like... Io Shirai is just kind of sitting there anyway. Most underused talent pos- uh, nominee for the year. They I don't do like Zoe Stark at all. Like I just, there's something about her that I just feel like is so I get generic. Why some people like her, but she doesn't do much for me either. She's very generic. That toxic attraction, though. I mean, yeah, give them the, give them the tag titles. And that train is rolling. You yeah. might as well get on. Exactly. Just do it. Just you might it. as well. Just like we said with Ripley and Ash. Just do yep. it and then move on. Move on. You can do a lot more with them. Yep. Then next up we have, this was added, uh, a new DQ match between B-Fab and Electra Lopez. The best way to hide their greenness? Yep. Let them hit each other with weapons and give me all the gaga. So. I hope this becomes just a street fight everywhere. But it's probably like, you know, just going to be in the, in the arena, which yeah. is fine. But And then I think we're getting the Index uh, Honeymoon. Which I saw them shooting, yeah, yes. on Twitter. Um, so that will probably be a fun segment. There was something else, but it's probably not worth talking about. Oh, yeah, uh, your boy who won the Cruiserweight Championship last week, uh, Roddy Snore, uh, is defending against some new guy that I've never heard of. So Yeah, some guy that the crowd loves. Yeah. There's so many people, and I'm curious your take on this, because obviously, like, I think Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes and uh, Odyssey Jones are the ones that stand out to me. Um, but besides that, they've integrated so many new characters, and they all seem so fucking generic to me. I don't care about them. And they're trying... But it was like, I just was like, there was so much good about there's so much good about the new NXT, like those three I mentioned, and you can throw Toxic Attraction in there. But the rest of them is just like, and I, I don't want to say this, but it's just like, don't really care, don't really care. Like, like I'm curious. There's too do. many of them for you to actually to actually yourself. comprehend. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And like so, like we mentioned, the ones who stand out, like obviously Braun Breaker, number one. Everyone's already crying him. He should be the one that beats Brock. Le- you know what I mean? But whatever. Let's Brock Lesnar. People were like, "Yeah, I want to see Brock Lesnar pass the torch to Braun Breaker someday." Oh my god! I'm like, we're getting Pump way too far. Breaks. This guy's been on TV two weeks, but I believe me, I'm all for it too. I think it's, he's fucking awesome. I love everything about him. But but yeah, I'm curious your take on some of this because that uh, Joe Gacy guy has this yeah, they, weird gimmick where the he's, woke left gimmick. Yeah, yeah, that one was that was a tough watch. That was, so they, he they didn't seem to fit that type of person. It just it didn't. I thought he was. I thought he literally was wish version Kevin Owens. Yeah, he's supposed nice, to be like an ass kicker. You know, it's it just like, what are we doing? Okay, he did his thing. But you have the guy in the fucking uh, I, professor I, T-shirt and like mini Drew oh, Yeah, Anthony Chase or what? Not Anthony Where's Chase. Anthony Chase. Uh, yeah, yeah. Leon, sorry, Freudian slip. Yeah. Uh, Le, was it Leon Chase? No, I, it's I, some, I don't something even Chase. Know. I don't even know. He didn't do much for me. Andre either. Chase. That's what it was because he interrupted sure. the wedding. I'm sorry. I, there's so many things going on in my brain. But so, so like the guy, the only, here's the thing. I agree with you that it's like, it's just they pump them out and there's too many things and you can't, and like, I get it. It's like, 
uh, it's it's very colorful. It's very new, whatever. But <laughs> colorful, like, yeah, yeah, obviously, we know it's, people can make the joke about the Nickelodeon sets and all that stuff. But like, when you look at it specifically, like you said, Braun Breaker, they went out of their way to make a big deal. I personally think he's an upper middle cut middle card kind of guy. No, I think he's a main eventer someday. I don't see it, but I'm saying it from this standpoint is that I think he's too much of a Steiner sometimes where I look at it and go That's like... That's why I love him. I see, I don't. I don't, I, I, I don't know. He's not for me. I but. don't know if we've ever gone over this, but like growing up, yeah. Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner is always one of my favorite wrestlers. Like all the reasons, like you would... Like I just, I fucking... He was must-see TV because literally mm. you never knew what was going to happen. And he was just so ridiculous. The entrance was ridiculous. He was fucking horrible at like so many things, but I just like... And I don't just know to be looking. I know he's uh, Rick Steiner's yeah. son, I believe, right? Yes. But it's just, I just... I love it. I, I wish his name could be Steiner. Well, yeah, I'm sure it will be at some point, but whatever. But like, I just like it's just I don't know. I think I really do think this guy's the real deal. I, really I mean, do. I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying like I don't think he's as like he's not the savior, you know, that I think he everybody paints. Yeah, him but I, don't, that, I mean, he, well, I'm not talking about him anytime soon, doing it. I'm thinking like in five years. Like, yeah, I can see. Brock Lesnar be gone before. Five I can years, see though. him main event at WrestleMania in five years. I hope I'm wrong. I really do, but I, I look at it like. I mean, and it, this isn't a fair assessment because he's new. But I'm hoping he gets different gears. You know what I mean? Like, oh I yeah, I think he. I, like I said, I think it's one of those things. It's the the thing that I think the, what I love about this is it is truly the old school NXT where we're gonna get to watch these people grow up. I hope so. I think that's part of the reason why for me I have such affinity for Bianca is because we literally have watched her grow from nothing to this. Like when she first came on the scene. She was horrible in the rain. Like we we looked like she looked like a star, everything, but when she got in the rain, it was awful. We've watched her develop into this, what she's become. We've watched development like of all these different people throughout the years that are now on the main roster and are some of their top stars. We've watched them grow and evolve, and I think that is the coolest part of NXT. So the only the other thing I want to say very quickly about NXT was the uh the dude that's like the mafia dude that they're doing the the, the, yeah, roll, the yeah. roll-ins for. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Like, at least for me, I go, yeah, I can digest that enough to be like, he's not overexposed. He's not underexposed. He's not 30 seconds in. Like They're actually gets, giving him yeah. like some character before they throw him out there. And it's different. And it's not like shoved down your face in the yeah. same way it's shot. Like, nobody's brawling or whatever. Is his name Vinny? No, it's, uh, fuck, I don't even know his name. But, like, at least I know that when he debuts, I'm going to watch. Silvio? Polly? Probably. He said I'm just Sopranos character. I don't know. I've never seen their Sopranos. Oh, you need to watch it. So uh, yeah, you like just, it. You uh, like it. Anyway, so that's pretty much how I feel about NXT. I mean, there's there's a, there's a definite positive to it, you know, oh, yeah, for no, sure. I think so. Uh, you know, uh, but where we go from it, we'll see. I, I you know, it's one of those. Some weeks are going to be great. Some weeks are going to be kind of moving weeks, and that's okay. That's perfectly okay. Yeah. All right. On that note, I think we've talked long enough. I think we should head out. And uh, on that note, thank you for listening to the Jabberknocker. We'll be back next week with more. Jabberknockery and draft breakdowns, baby! Oh, God.